Hello, everyone. It's Wilka Nascimento here. I am the Leadership Talks podcast host. And today in Black Excellence episode, I have Kevin Holland. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. What's happening? How we doing? Hey, just here, you know, shaking, celebrating Black Excellence throughout the year, not just the month. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invite me on your podcast. Um, you know, you're really blowing up, Walker. Gotta give it, gotta give it, give you your shout outs where props is due, man. I love mm -hmm. the podcast. I've been following you and I'm super excited to see what you have accomplished with this podcast. Well, you know, Kevin, I appreciate the the highlights, but it's all about you guys, you know, because I think it's a channel for us to communicate, have a conversation. Um of our um, skills and abilities as, you know, hospitality professionals. And I'm super proud of you. Thank you are you. like a regional person now. Talk to <laughs> us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, currently I serve as regional director of sales for Callion Hospitality. Um, so Wilka, you know me from Washington, D.C., you know yeah. what I mean? Because I was in the Washington market for about 11, 12 years. And then... Um, you know, after, after, you know, some time, I realized that I need to get closer to my family. So I came back to Richmond about four years ago, which is my hometown. I was born right here in Richmond, Virginia. And, you know, I sort of uh, got acclimated back into Richmond and the hotel and the tourism area and found myself, you know, uh, going through the ranks of the sales world. You know about that. And uh, yeah, so here I am, uh, regional director of sales for County Hospitality. Uh, in this capacity, you know, I support six to seven hotels in the region, um, South of Richmond, and super excited about where we're at, where we're going um, sales-wise for 2023. Excellent, Kevin. So here, I was um, reading the bio that you sent me, and besides, you do a lot. Besides being, you know, a regional director, you're also, you know, a personal trainer, and I just, like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, how... He has time to do all of this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was, uh, last night, I was, when I was trying to figure out, like, the bio, I was like, all right, you know, what, what, what is, what is special about Kevin, right? And so one of those things is, um, you know, I am pretty grateful to uh, have obtained a uh, certification in personal training. I've actually found personal training during COVID because when everyone got furloughed, people were, like, gaining weight. Including myself, right? I was eating brownies, cakes, and and so I was like, one morning I woke up during COVID. You know, we were all furloughed in the tourism industry, and I was like, all right, listen, what am I gonna do? I, right, you know, let, let let me try to make a difference in some other lives. And so what I did was I got certified. I got certified in being a personal trainer. Um, and so yeah, my my schedule is a pretty you know pretty crazy. Um, but I managed to balance it all. I think now in 2023, after COVID, more than ever. Um, it's about balance, right? And I'm always looking for balance. And so I do balance my time effectively between, you know, supporting my team and then also my clients with personal training. <laughs> wow. That's, you know, that's one of the, my favorite topics, you know, work-life balance. And also, um, I bought a Peloton, right. And just nice. to share my journey, but it's like some days, you know, you don't feel like getting up, right, and being stuck in traffic, going to work. It's the same way, right? Like on some days you wake up and you don't feel like working out, but it's about the consistency and how you show up for yourself and for your team. 
yeah. but here, Kevin, I wanted to ask you, how do you lead your team with all of these, you know, different hotels, different brands? What is your leadership style? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, I just had a conversation with somebody else about this and, you know, they asked me, it was like, you know, you're a millennial. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a 90s baby. baby. <laughs> and I'm not Generation Z, but I am a millennial. And, you know, I, I think about um, when I talk, when we talk about leadership, right? I always try to be that pre-workout supplement. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I've had leaders that have sort of shown me the ropes uh, where to get to today. Um, you know, I you can ask my bosses and my superiors from previous roles and careers. They're like, oh, he brings the energy. He just has all this energy. Sometimes it's too much energy. But <laughs> is that first way too much, Kevin? Yeah, right. First and foremost, I always try to be that pre-workout supplement um, for my team and for my region. So, you know, that pre-workout gets them going. It gets them ready for the game. And so that's how I lead in a, in a way. Um, you know, I never try to uh, make things. How can I say this? You know, I never try to make someone do anything that they're not good at. Right. Why am I going to make you do? Uh, roadmaps or some type of long, crazy report if that's not what you're good at, right? So I always try to, um, you know, find the good traits that will help them be successful in their role, right? And so I think that's an important, important thing that I have done with my leadership style, you know, always making sure that the team is uh, collaborative, um, we're working as a team together. But most importantly, just trying to make sure that everyone is successful in their own talents, right? not making someone sing if they can't sing. If, if, if they can't sing, I'm not going to make them sing. And so <laughs> I try to find talents in each person and use that talent to help them be successful in their roles. Wow, that's amazing, Kevin. And uh, actually, as a former director of sales, um, it is so funny because, you know, I'm, you, you see me, right? You know me from day one. It's like, I'm crazy about pictures and videos, but I feel comfortable doing that. And, yeah. you know, I tried to um, share like the wings, right? Um, I remember when I was in this particular hotel downtown, I had the CEO of the organization um, mentioning, it, you know, something, oh, customer service is amazing, you know, relationships is all of what really matters. Anyway, right. so long story short, like I, you always try to be that inspiration to your team. Right. And yeah. also, I think that's important as a minority. Right. Like I'm a Latina woman. You are a black man. So I want to get into this. What yeah. do you feel, you know, that uh, your journey has been as an African-American in the hospitality industry? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when it comes to race, right, it's always like a let's put it out there. It's like almost like the elephant in the room. Right. When we talk when you hear somebody say the word black or white, you're like, oh. Like eyes go left and right. Yeah, they're, they're like, what's going on? Like, you know, race is always a sensitive subject and it's more prevalent now, right? With everything that we went through as a as a country and as a nation, I think the climate is totally different than what it was 10 years ago, right? And so, um, you know, as a Black man, as an African-American man in the hospitality tourism industry, you know, I am super grateful that I've I've been able to, you know, be adaptable, right? Because I think that's important you know, black excellence for me. And, and as far as where I'm at today is about being adaptable, right? You're not going to get along with everybody's views. You're not going to like everyone. Not everyone's going to like you, right? But you have to be adaptable. And I've always tried to like teach that to, you know, some of the newer African-American um, students that are coming into this world or into the corporate world and say, hey, listen, your goal is to be adaptable, right? You may not like everyone, 
you may not see everyone's viewpoint as the same, but you need to be adaptable. And I think that's what's been really my like huge success uh, thus far. Wow, that's amazing. Being adaptable and flexible. And also, I think, you know, in the background of culture, right? Uh, yeah. It is definitely, you know, an experience that everyone must have and put yourself out there in many different cultures, as many as you can. I remember when I first came to Washington, D.C., I tell you the story. Uh, I attended this Africa event. It was like for the, all of the embassies of Africa. So I see, you know, folks from everywhere, right? Yeah. Every country in Africa, uh, Mozambique, Angola, Sierra Leone, you know, Brazil, even the Brazilian guys, they were there because we are so connected to the African countries, right? Right, right. So, like, and everybody like, you know, they're uh, the military folks that I'm talking about. So they, everybody was, you know, super um, welcoming, you know, and they are looking at me like, oh, okay, well, she's Brazilian. I was like, yeah, it's Brazil. You know, we have more of, uh, of the population of Africa in Brazil than anywhere else in the world outside of Africa. Um, right. So when I talked to people about that, they were like, oh, really? You know, it's Brazil, you know, I thought you guys were, no, it was like, yeah, Brazil is a really um, a melting pot of different, different cultures. And, yeah. you know, I don't take it any type of um, way when people say, oh, you know, you speak Spanish. And I was like, uh, I do too. You know, Portuguese is my mother tongue, but I think yeah. uh, it's about educating the others, right? Yeah. That's the point. It's like, you need to educate other people. Um, I have experienced, you know, many, many different uh, cultures in the United States. I lived uh, in Tennessee. That was an interesting experience. Uh, it was short, but, you know, I was like, well, if I think that this is not for me, I'll go back whatever I feel more comfortable. You yeah, know? absolutely. So I just made the move, um, you know, find a new job in, in New York City and kept going, you know, because if you're going to stay, oh, you know, I'm so shy. Oh, this job didn't work. And, you know, nobody is going to nobody wants to hear that. Right. So like when, right. you, when you said about that, you bring this energy to your team, I can relate to that very much because it's about the energy. It's about yeah. how positive you are um in you know showing yourself to be in this world of course you know everybody has their blue days but um, yeah, right i don't want to talk about that because it's personal right yeah. um but like the positivity a uh, positivity i think it's so uh enchanting right like you smile i smile we laugh we, yeah. we crack jokes but you know when needs to be serious about business we we show up and show out um right. So, Kevin, I wanted to ask you, what would be um, the most challenging, you know, um, story that you could share in your hospitality career? Huh, you know, um, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, in, in our industry, you know, a lot of people may say like, OK, that that was a challenging time or this was a challenging time. There's so many different um things that we come across in our industry that could be challenging. Um, you know, I'm trying to sit here and I'm trying to think of a really challenging time. Um, you know, I will say, you know, I will say back in Washington, D.C., um, you know, D.C. was such a, a different climate for me, right? I enjoyed D.C., but it's also like 
a chapter that I closed. You know what I mean? And so um, I will say that as, as a younger Kevin, when I really got into the industry and I got into the career, I remember my, my first big job was at Grand Hyatt, Washington, D.C. as a sales assistant. Um, and I had came from operations um, and I was so gun ho so excited. Um, you literally probably would have thought I was like campaigning to be a sales assistant, right? I was moving from operations to the executive office. I was super excited about uh, joining the sales team. And you know what? I will say that, you know, one thing that was challenging for me was um, I would say trying to understand and, and get ready to look the part, right? There's always a part that you need to be prepared for, right? And, and I think I was so excited about going into sales that I, um, at that young Kevin, at that young age, I didn't necessarily think about like, okay, maybe you need to get a couple of new dress shirts or a couple of new suits, right? Um, maybe you need to, you know, change this look, right? Um, and, you know, I eventually got there, right? I was young, but, you know, I had great leaders, like, uh, you know, just to note out a few, like Chris Anderson, Kathy Chapman, you know, Holly Richards, they, all those folks from, like, back in the day when I was working at the Heights of Washington, you know, they coached me and mentored me to be who I am uh, today. And so um, I will say that, you know, one thing that I would say that I challenged the most was getting ready to look that part, right? Changing, um, you know, the behaviors, changing some of the... Um, the things that, you know, I just tend to do, right? When we take jobs and when we take any new opportunities, it sometimes affects um, how we live our lives, right? And we want to make sure that we put on our first best impressions. And so um, I think that was, you know, probably the the best uh, way I could put it or as far as like what was challenging enough. It was really entering into the sales world and learning how to look the part and and get ready to, you know, be in front of clients and so on like that. Well, I think uh, what you, you know, for me, it's like, oh, you know, I came from operations too. So it's like, maybe the grass is greener in sales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. absolutely. Absolutely. No, for sure. I, I've, I've had that too. I'm like, oh yeah, the grass is greener on the other side. And then you, then you get on the other side and you're like, oh wow, this is a big quota that I got to hit. Exactly. That budget yeah. numbers are like, Yeah, Whoa. absolutely. No, for sure. I get it. I get it. So, Kevin, I also understand that you are on the, on the board of um, the Richmond Hospitality. So talk to me about this board and what is your role there? Because I think you're promoting tourism in, in the area, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a part of Black RVA, which is a really exciting time for the Richmond Region Tourism. So Black RVA is an initiative with Richmond Region Tourism. Um, so initially, this campaign was just created to highlight and celebrate Black cultural experiences in the Richmond region. And so um, we are super excited about what, you know, the work that we have done this far. Um, some of those initiatives include, you know, highlighting small Black owned businesses in Richmond, Virginia, right? Really promoting the Black tourism that's here in Richmond, Virginia. And so we are super excited about the growth and development. We recently um, just launched out some more grants and scholarships to assist uh, some of these black owned businesses, uh, you know, prosper in the 2023 year. And so um, the real focus is to just bring um, black tourism to light uh, in the Richmond region tourism. So we're excited about the work that we're doing. We do uh, encourage folks to visit us at blackrva.com and take an opportunity to just explore the website, get to know some of the advisory members. And if you have any questions, you know, we, we want to certainly engage with you and, and, and answer any questions that you may have as it relates to Black RVA. 
So what does RVA stands for, for folks that don't know? Yeah, so RVA stands for Richmond, Virginia. You know, we had a discussion about, you know, RVA is like the 2023 millennial Gen Z focus. You know, when we think RVA, for those that haven't been to Richmond, Virginia, you know, we have an upcoming scene um, called Scott's Edition. It's a, it's a brewery, uh, tons of restaurants, a very nightlife scene. For those that live in D.C., I would compare Scott's Edition to like maybe the Adams Morgan, right? Uh, and so uh, RVA is like the new, uh, the new logo, the new, uh, I guess you could say, new Generation Z, new millennial sign for Richmond, Virginia. And so that's what RVA stands for. Wow, excellent. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It, you almost, you know, made me drive, uh, drop this car and drive out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to come check us out. Listen, if you come to Richmond, I will personally take you out to lunch so you get a chance to experience Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia is uh, often, you know, we're not, we're, 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 we're our, two hours away from Washington, D.C. We're literally at that middle point between the South and the North, right? And so two hours from Washington, D.C., we're close to Charlotte. If you're going to South, if you're going to Atlanta, you know, we're, we're in that midpoint. And so sometimes we do get looked over, but I can trust, trust me when I say that there's so much to do in Richmond, Virginia, we're constantly building. We're, we're constantly opening up uh, new businesses here in Richmond, Virginia. And so we're excited about the growth that is happening here in RVA. Wow. Excellent. So I, I also, you know, I, I think one of the, the points that I share with people when I meet them is um, if you don't explore, right, yes. the cities around your area, like in the DMV is just so much. Oh my gosh. You know, like when I lived in Annapolis, for example, I was just like, where is the next city that I can explore? And, you know, I right. moved from Annapolis to Baltimore and there is so much in Baltimore, so much to right. do, and so much of uh, welcoming places, you know, like Fells Point, Camden, and, you know, it, it you know, Federal Hill. It's just yeah. amazing. So, you know, I get it, the excitement when you say, you know, Richmond, it's the new Jay-Z spot and all of that. Yeah. You know, manuals for us to to hang out. But in the end of the day, too, I think, you know, Kevin, for millennials like ourselves right it's not just about hanging out it's like we want to do better we want to grow right in our careers we want to you know buy properties and houses and be investors in real estate and so forth so what is um in your personal you know life if you would like to share with us what is coming up for you what is in your plans for 2023 and the years ahead yeah absolutely i mean so 2023 is really about me just refocusing on uh, career goals, right? Um, you know, everyone has career goals that they want to achieve. And for me, I want to make sure that I stay true to the plan. Um, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, I love Richmond, Virginia. Uh, again, this was my hometown. We uh, can see that. <laughs> born, right? Born and born and raised. Even though I lived in D.C., you know, a part of me has a heart for D.C., but, you know, Richmond is my hometown. And so for me, it's about really getting a chance to understand a little bit more about my city, right? We're, we are ever evolving. I mean, we have a green city project that's coming up in Richmond, Virginia, that's going to be centered focus about green um, and the sustainability efforts. And so i um, super excited about what's happening for me personally. You know, I, I, I love personal training and I'm a big advocate for the recovery community. And so, you know, for me, a long-term goal is to open up a wellness 
and recovery studio here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, that's a long-term goal. It's not happening anytime soon. Hey, you never know if yeah, you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me right now, I'm going to continue um, with the vision that I still have for, you know, just being a ultimate advocate and, you know, ultimate lover of RVA. Um, in addition to, you know, personal training, uh, promoting the wellness, being an advocate for the recovery community, um, and just staying true to plan. That's the goal for 2023. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, I know uh, we have to be respectful of our time. And just, uh, you know, if you want to, if you have any closing thoughts for the folks listening to the podcast, feel free. Yeah, man. Like just for anybody that's out there, you know, be that pre-workout supplement, you know, for the people around you, right? You never know who may be thriving or who will thrive, excuse me, who will thrive off your energy, right? And so I try to always bring that pre-supplement workout, uh, whether it's in my professional affairs or personal affairs, I always try to just be that energy. Um, even though sometimes we can, you know, not have our all up days and we can have our down days too, but for the most part, I always try to be that pre-workout supplement. So just go out there and thrive. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being here today and participating at the Leadership Talks podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you, Wilka. Have a good day. Thanks, you too.